Welcome to the Cities Church Podcast. We're a church that's on a mission to plant 100 churches in 100 cities that each reach 1,000 people in the next 10 years. Today, we have an incredible message for you and pray that through listening, you'll walk away empowered to fulfill the mission of Jesus in your life. Thank you, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for the power of your word. And as we get into your word this morning, Lord, we just ask you to open up our hearts, open up our minds. God, I pray for anybody watching right now who's perhaps watching for the very first time and who hasn't been part of a City Church worship experience before. God, I pray for anybody watching right now who isn't sure where their faith is, who isn't sure what to believe about who you are. Father, we pray that as they watch this morning that you would speak to them by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome to City Church. So glad to have you with us. I, I think it's like week seven of doing uh, live online church, and we're getting pretty good at it. The worship team is getting awesome, and uh, we're learning how to uh, sense God's presence uh, together online, and uh, we're excited because we've been doing a series called The Advantage, and it's all about taking advantage of something called spiritual insight, and I've been telling you for the last few weeks. In fact, I, I think I shared this with you last week, but I've been sharing it with, with friends of mine, with other pastors that I know, that the very first word that God spoke to me when uh, the COVID-19 crisis uh, hit Manitoba and we, uh, our government uh, issued a state of emergency, the very first word that God spoke to me, he said, this is your opportunity. He said, this is your opportunity. And so the, the first few weeks of, of being in a state of emergency, I was talking about something called being unkillable, of not being afraid of the fear of death. But because of Jesus, we have conquered and overcome the fear of death, and now we have no reason to fear death. That was the first few weeks. And that now heading into, uh, now in a season where our world is actually now beginning to respond to COVID-19, not live in fear and anxiety, but begin to figure out how are we going to re-engage with the world? That's what we're trying to figure out. How are we going to re-engage with our jobs? How are we going to re-engage with the economy? How are we going to re-engage in this post pandemic world. That's where we're at right now. And so I've changed my series two to coincide with that, to talk to you about something called the advantage. Because right now you may be feeling like you are at a disadvantage. You didn't know what was going to happen. You started 2020 off with some plans. Uh, maybe this was the year that you were going to save a bunch of money. Maybe this was the year that you were going to get a promotion at your job. Maybe some of you watch this right now. You were, you, you were supposed to graduate or maybe you did graduate university and, and there was a job available to you. But now that job has been taken away from you because of what's happening with these circumstances. Well, you may feel like you, like you are at a disadvantage, but you're not at a disadvantage if you're a believer in Jesus because of something called spiritual insight. Spiritual insight is the believer's advantage. It transforms adversity into opportunity. And that is exactly what I want to talk to you about today. And I'm actually going to end my series. And so if you haven't been with us the last couple of weeks, I want to encourage you to get on our website. Uh, get a, I think we're on iTunes now, podcast. So, so uh, get on our website and listen to the last couple of messages because I'm going to wrap it all up today. And as I'm wrapping it up, this is going to be the best uh, a message in the entire series. I'm excited about it. But first, let me define what spiritual insight is. Spiritual insight is the ability to see what God sees and to understand what God is doing. When we're talking about spiritual insight, we're talking about the ability to see what God sees and to understand what God is doing. And so when I say that you have the ability, the opportunity to have spiritual insight, what I'm talking about is that when you look at the natural world with your natural eyes, 
That is not all the information that you have available to you. Yes, that is a certain amount of information, and yes, you need that information, but if you are a believer in Jesus, you have something else called spiritual insight that gives you access to information way beyond the natural, way farther than the natural. And if you're watching this one and you're thinking, well, you know, why should I be a Christian? You know, I'm not really into church. I, I don't really need more, more friends. I don't need more community. So why should I go to church? Listen, uh, being a Christian, having faith in Jesus is not just about friends, though. It will give you good friends or give you good community or give you something to lean on. Having faith in Jesus is about a lot more than that. And one of the benefits that you have as a believer in Jesus is spiritual insight. And I want to encourage you now, maybe you're watching this, and the reason why you're, you're partaking of a church experience, even though that's not normally your mode, is because you do need some help right now. It's because you are experiencing some doubt, some uncertainty, some instability, and you're hoping that God can help you with that. He absolutely can help you with that, but not just by comforting you, which he does. He also gives you something called spiritual insight, which means that, yes, you can look at the news and you can understand that, you know, COVID-19 is doing this and they're saying this and that about the economy. And, and, and yes, you can get a report from your workplace that says maybe you can go back to work, maybe start next week, or maybe you can't go back to work till September or maybe later, so on and so forth. Yes, that is information you have access to, but through spiritual insight, you also have access to revelation. You have access to deeper understanding. You can have access to seeing what God sees and, and understanding what God is doing. And listen, God is a good God. No matter how horrible things look with natural sight, because of the goodness of God, you have access to spiritual insight. And you can see all the good things he's doing. And if you can see the good things that he's doing and understand the good things that he is doing, that means that you can take advantage of that. And so spiritual insight is the ability to see what God sees and to understand what God is doing. And I have good news for you that spiritual insight is not something that's given to people who are really smart. Uh, spiritual insight is not something that's just given to people who've read the Bible a whole bunch of times. Spiritual insight is not just for preachers. All right? It's not just for me. It's not just for people that stand behind a, a, a pulpit or get on a stage or, or have a platform. Spiritual insight is for all believers in Jesus. It is given as a gift of grace. And the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 8 in the Passion Translation, here's what it says. It says that the superabundant grace, by the way, I told you week one, that grace is not given out in spoonfuls. Grace is not given out, given out in cupfuls or bucketfuls. Grace is lavished. It's poured out upon us. And so this verse says that this superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. I'm going to get way ahead of myself because I can't help myself. I'm so excited about, about this message. I, one of my biggest pet peeves is Christians who tell me I can't hear from God. I don't know what God is saying. I, 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 can't, I can't hear from God. Listen, the, the, the number one thing that you've been given as a believer is the ability to hear from God. Romans 8.14 says those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. That means if you're a child of God, you have access to His Spirit. The very first thing God does when you put your faith in Jesus is He sends His Holy Spirit to live within you. How can you not hear from God? He's right here. He's living within you. But see, it, it, we have this, these misconceptions about what it means to hear from God. And we also have misconceptions about what it looks like when grace is operating in our lives. And this verse gives us a little bit of a clue. It says that this superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us. How is it working though? What does it actually look like when grace is working like this? It releases within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Oh, I love that. It releases within us 
all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Again, that's why if you're watching this and you're thinking, you know, you're maybe you're not really a believer in Jesus, maybe you're still exploring the Christian faith. Listen, it's not just about some uh, ethereal reality. It's not just about something that's going to happen a long time ago when you die. When you receive God's grace, God's superabundant grace, if it gets to work right away. And what does it do? It releases within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And so how does grace get worked out? It releases wisdom and practical understanding for your relationships. How does grace uh, work within us? It releases wisdom and understanding. What? For your finances, for your business, for the creative thing you're thinking about launching for this year and next year and the year after that. Grace works by release, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. See, you have to get away from this thing where grace is like, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm experiencing a crisis and, and things are really difficult for me. Oh, and by the grace of God, I'm going to make it through. Got to get away from that. That, 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 if that's all the grace that you're, that you're believing in, if that's all the grace that you, have, that you have faith for, listen, that's a little bit of a spoonful of grace. You need to take a, take a, bigger, uh, a bigger drink of grace and, and begin to just let it lavish upon you because there's so much more to it than simply getting through problems. Grace releases within us all forms of wisdom and understanding. That is why you have such an advantage right now because, listen, people are like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, now we're coming out of COVID-19, and if you read the same newspapers I do, now they're telling us that there's going to be a second wave of COVID-19. Who needs to hear that? I know Heather's over there. She don't need to hear that. Uh, I, I, see, I see Dawson that he does not want to hear that right now. But that's what they're telling us. There's a second wave of COVID-19. Now, it, it might come every single year. Now, that's not bad enough. Now they're saying that there's, that there's a global recession coming, maybe even a global depression. But you know what they always say at the end of it? They say they don't know. They're guessing. That's what they think is going to happen. They have theory after theory after theory. Wouldn't this be a great time for you to have spiritual insight? Wouldn't this be a great time to see what God sees and to understand what God is doing? Wouldn't this be a great time for you to have grace lavished upon you so you could have all forms of wisdom and practical understanding? This would stop you from freaking out. This would stop you from guessing. This would stop you from trying to read every news source that you can to see what's going to happen. Why? Because you have something better. You have something called spiritual insight. I hope you're saying amen right now in your household. And now, how does spiritual insight come? We talked about what it is. We talked about what, what the benefits of having it are. Now let's talk about how it comes. Spiritual insight comes through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Spiritual insight comes through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Read that. This thing right here, right now on the screen. Read that, okay? It says the spiritual insight comes through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It comes by grace and it comes through a spirit. What does that mean? It means that spiritual insight doesn't come by, by, by long hours studying. It means that spiritual insight is not something uh, that you can get because you're really smart. It has to come through the spirit of God. And, now, and, and when, you become, when you commit yourself to a lifestyle of prayer and pursuing God and seeking God, you get something called the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Ephesians 1, 16 and 17 in the New American Standard Bible says this, do not see, uh, this is Paul saying, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Paul says, listen, church, I love you. This is the Apostle Paul. He's saying, eh, 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 Church at Ephesus, I love you. You guys are amazing. I've heard of your faith. I've heard of your love. I, I, I love you guys. You're so important to me. That's what Paul says. 
He says, but when I'm praying for you, even though I've heard of your faith and I've heard of your love, when I'm praying for you, you know what I'm doing? I'm praying that God will grant to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I told you last week that having faith is good and having love is good, but faith and love are not enough. That if you're going to make it through 2020 and, and take advantage of the opportunities that are available for you in this year, your faith and love are not enough. You need a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. I just want to leave it at that. Spiritual insight comes through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's the prayer that God, that Paul had for the Ephesus church. And you know what? It's my prayer for you as well. If I, if I was allowed to only pray one prayer for you in 2020, this would be the prayer that I pray for you. That, that, that you have a spirit of wisdom and revelation. If I could tell you, if I could tell you what's the one prayer that you should be praying for yourself every day, if I could tell you what's the one thing you need to be pursuing harder than anything else right now, it would be the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And the reason why I would tell you that is because there are three advantages that you, that you urgently need in this season and that will serve you for the rest of your life. And these three distinct advantages only come through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. They do not come by having more faith. They do not come by having more love. These three advantages only come by having a spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's why Paul prayed these prayers for the church at Ephesus. And you know what? If I had time, I would show you the book of Colossians chapter 1, how Paul prayed almost an identical prayer for that church. And so what do we know? We know that this is an important prayer, and it's especially important at a time like this when there's uncertainty and you need more Insight. So let me tell you about these three advantages. I want to close my series off today by telling you about these three advantages that come when you have, this, when you have spiritual insight. Because so far, I told you what spiritual insight is, and I told you how it comes. But if you're going to pursue it, I want to tell you what the advantages of it are. Let's talk about them. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, 18 and 19. We just read 16 and 17, and we're going to read 18 and 19 in the Amplified Classic Bible. Here's what it says, verse 18. It says, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. Why? So that you can know and understand, number one, the hope to which he has called you. That's the first thing. Number two, how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. That's the second thing. And number three, verse 19, so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us. I got three things for you. These three things. This is, these are the advantages that you get when you're walking in spiritual insight. Number one, the hope that God has called you to. Number two, the richness of his glorious inheritance in his saints. And number three, you get to have the advantage of knowing his immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power working in you. I'm going to break all those down for you right now this morning in just a few minutes uh, and help you understand them in, in, in layman's terms, in non-Bible terms, into terms that we can understand practically. And the first uh, advantage that you have, number one, is that spiritual insight reveals the advantage of assignment. Spiritual insight reveals the advantage of assignment. In Ephesians 1.18, when it says so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you, that hope is your assignment. That hope is your assignment. See, your calling is not an option. Your calling is an assignment. Oh, I, I, to you, I need to get that right through your spirit. Your calling is not an option. Your calling is an assignment. When God called you, it's not something that you can or cannot do. It is something that he has assigned to you. And if COVID-19 has upended your life, if COVID-19 has devastated your dreams, if COVID-19 has brought 
total destruction to your plans, that may be because you are living a life of options and not living a life on assignment. I want to say that to you one more time. If the effect of this crisis and this challenge has been to break up all the things you have planned, that may be because you are living a life of options, not living a life on assignment. And one of the best gifts that this crisis is going to give to you, that's right, this crisis is going to give you gifts. Uh, Pastor, how can you say that? I can say that because the Word of God says that all things, not just the good things, not just the the okay things, all things, which means the bad things, it means the terrible things, all things work together for good of those that love God and are called according to His purposes. That's why you can believe that this crisis is going to give you a gift. gift. One of the best gifts that this crisis is going to give you is going to give you the destruction of your ideas. Oh, don't you wish you could just leap through the screen right now and punch me right now? You're so mad that I just said that. This crisis is going to give you the destruction of your ideas. Now, why is that a gift? It's because this crisis is going to give you the gift of the destruction of your ideas. Why? So you can focus on your assignment. So many of us have ideas, ideas about doing this, ideas about doing that, ideas about going here, ideas about being with that person or whatever. We have ideas, but we don't, we're not focused on the assignment. And, and the Word of God says that, that, that all things that can be shaken will be shaken so that the things that can't be shaken stand. And when a crisis like this comes, the things in your life that were shaken, those were your ideas. But the things that stand, come on, that's your assignment. And one of the things that, that this crisis is going to give to you, that's, that's a good thing, it's going to mark the separation between your intentions and God's assignment for you. Listen to me. This crisis is going to mark the separation between your intentions and God's assignment for you. You can have good intentions. You can have great intentions. But it's not the same as having an assignment of your calling. See, some of you are pursuing your dreams instead of pursuing your assignment. Some of you are pursuing your dreams Instead of pursuing your assignment. And this separation, this physical distancing, this social isolation, the, the separation from, from the normal things you were doing before, the separation from the, from the people you would normally hang out with, it's giving you an opportunity to see that these were your intentions, these were your dreams, these were your ideas, but they were not necessarily your assignment. And there's a big difference between dreams and assignments. Dreams satisfy desires, but assignments impact eternity. That's how you can tell the difference between a dream, between a wish, uh, between an idea, between an intention and your assignment. Dreams satisfy desires. When a dream comes true, you feel good because you got what you wanted. Dreams satisfy desires and there's nothing wrong with having satisfied desire. But you cannot live your life on dreams and desires. You need to live your life with an assignment. Why? Because we are here for a short time and while we're here, we need to have an eternal impact and only assignments fulfill eternal impact. So if you really want to make the devil mad, listen, if you've been mad about what's happening and, and things have been messed up in your life and, and you understand that it's the devil coming at you right now and you want to you hit back right now, the best thing you can do right now is just thank God for your broken dreams. In fact, right now, whatever plans that got broken that you have for COVID-19, maybe you're planning on traveling or doing whatever have you, if those plans got messed up by COVID-19, wherever you are, just say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, make the devil mad. Just say, thank you, Jesus. The Word of God says, we're going to thank God in all things. So just, just thank God. God, I thank you for my plans that didn't work out. God, I thank you for my strategies that didn't come to pass. God, I thank you for how I was going to travel now, but can't anymore. God, I want to thank, man, it makes a devil so mad when you do that. Because when you give God, thanks to God in all things, you're moving further into your purpose and he can't stop you. 
And the devil gets mad when you thank God for your broken dreams. But you can't thank God for your broken dreams because your broken dreams are giving you the opportunity to give unbroken attention to your assignment. Your broken dreams are giving you the opportunity to give unbroken attention to your assignment. Some of you guys, not all of you guys, this does not apply to everybody. It doesn't. But some of you, one of the best things that could have happened for you is getting laid off your job. Because you were so consumed in your job and you were so consumed in your work that you hadn't really paid attention to the assignment that God had for you. And you were wondering why, yes, you were working, but you weren't feeling purpose. See, here's, here's the thing that we've got to talk about. That, that some of us, we had a job before COVID-19, but we didn't really like that job. You know what I'm talking about, Heather? You know what I'm talking about? Dawson, you know what I'm talking about? You had a job. Okay, Cam, you know what I'm talking about? We had a job. We had jobs, but they didn't, they, didn't like, they didn't like their jobs, right? They were complaining about their job. They're, they're looking for a, 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 a way out of their jobs to do something different, to really work on their passion, to really pursue uh, the, 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 their purpose. And now when the job gets taken away, you freak out. Like, oh my gosh, where's my job? You mean that job you were complaining about? You mean that job that you really didn't like? You mean that job that, that you were wishing that something else would happen to lead you into your purpose? Hey, guess what? Here's your chance. Come on, I said, here's your chance. This is your chance. So don't sit around waiting for the job that you didn't, weren't really enjoying to come back. Why don't you take this chance to get into your assignment? How? By pursuing the spirit of wisdom and revelation. See, 2020 is the year of foundation. It's the year you discover your assignment and give yourself to it. And that's why you need spiritual insight. Because discovering your assignment is not a function of introspection. Discovering your assignment is a function of insight. Let me say it to you one more time. Discovering your, your assignment is not a function of introspection. Discovering your assignment is a function of insight. That means you can't go on a journey to find yourself and find your assignment. That means you can't, look, you can't look more and more and more into yourself to find your assignment. You can't find it. See, discovering your assignment doesn't come from looking within. Discovering your assignment comes from looking at him. It rhymes. You know it's true. All right? It doesn't come from looking, oh my, let me look, let me find out more about myself. No, no. Don't find out more about yourself. Find out more about him. He says the spirit of wisdom and revelation comes in the knowledge of him. And so it doesn't come from introspection into yourself. It comes from having insight into who God is. That's why we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And when you are on your assignment, your attitude changes. See, when you're on assignment, you don't worry about adversity. Instead, you look for opportunity in every adversity. Why? Because you know that your assignment didn't come from you. It came from God. And if your assignment came from God, then it doesn't, it's not subject to earthly circumstances because it comes from an earthly person. It comes from God. And if your assignment came from God, then you know that God factored in COVID-19 when he gave you the assignment because he gave you the assignment before COVID-19 and God is omnipotent and omniscient. He's all-powerful and he's all-knowing and so he knew COVID-19 was going to come. So if he gave you the assignment before COVID-19 and then COVID-19 shows up, COVID-19 can't ruin what God did before COVID-19. Can't happen. And so when you understand where your assignment comes from and your own assignment, your attitude changes. You look for opportunities in everything. Why? Because here's what you know. You know that your assignment came before the adversity and you know that all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose that are on assignment. And so now in every adversity, you're pushing away the natural stuff to look for the deeper insight. Where's my opportunity? Because if your assignment comes from God, everything that happens to you, good, bad or ugly is only going to help you advance in that assignment. You can say, man, wherever you're at right now. See, maybe you can't see it right now. 
But if you're a believer in Jesus on assignment, COVID can't hurt you. It can only help you. Maybe you can't see it, but when, you, when the spirit of wisdom and revelation comes upon you, it's really going to help you. Now, I preach a lot on identity. It's one of my favorite things to preach on, your, your identity. Having, knowing your identity in Christ, knowing who you are in Christ, knowing how loved you are, it's, it's really important, and we all have to start when it comes to understanding. We, we all have to start at the place of understanding our identity, but you cannot make your identity an excuse for leaving your assignment unattended. You cannot make your identity an excuse for leaving your assignment unattended. Now, what do, what do I mean by that? I mean, you, you, you can't sit around talking about how much God loves you for the next three years. Yeah, God loves you. He proved it on the cross. That's great. That's awesome. But if you've been a believer for five years, 10 years, 15 years, that, that, that's not all you should be. You should be by now into your assignment and actually living out your purpose. You cannot make your identity an excuse for leaving your assignment on attendance. Your identity provides confidence that God loves you, and that's where we have to start. But just because God loves you does not mean that God is co-signing you. Let me say it to you one more time. Just because God loves you does not mean that God is co-signing you. All right? Now, your parents love you. But if you're a 28-year-old without a job, with a dirty room, and you still live at home, okay? Your parents love you, and they will always love you. It's a challenge, but they will. Okay? Now, just because they love you, you ain't got no job, haven't had a job in a long time, and your room is dirty, and you don't have power around the house, they're not going to co-sign your loan for, a, for getting a Camaro. It's not going to happen. That, it's not because they don't love you. They love you. They love you, but you're not on assignment. Come on, you're not doing anything. And that's the same thing with God. God loves you, will always love you. Sent his son to die for you when you were still a sinner so that you would know no matter what you do, he will always love you. But just because God loves you does not mean that God is co-signing you. It's your assignment that provides confidence that God is with you. It's your assignment that provides confidence that God is backing you. It's your assignment, not your identity, that provides confidence that God is underwriting you. See, if you want that heavenly insurance for your idea, if you want that heavenly insurance for that initiative, if you want that heavenly insurance for your business, then you have to get on assignment. God only insures what he initiates. Let me say it to you one more time. God only insures what he initiates. God only sponsors what he sanctions. God only sponsors what he sanctions. God is under no obligation to bless what you begin. God is under no obligation to bless what you begin. Just ask Abraham how that Ishmael thing turned out. Not very good. Not very good. That's why you need spiritual insight. Why? To get on assignment. Not to start things and build things and go after things that God did not start, that God is not sanctioning. You need that spiritual insight. Now, when we started this church, there were a whole lot of reasons why somebody would look at what we're doing and say, this is not going to work. In fact, I, there was no shortage of people telling me that it wasn't going to work. All right? That I, 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 even for myself, I had no reason to believe that a uh, uh, an unfunded, uh, unknown, uneducated preacher, that's me, with, with an unqualified team, moving to a city where nobody knows me. I had no reason to believe that that would succeed looking at the natural. But here's what I had. I had some insight. I had some insight. 
I had spent time in prayer, and I learned how to tap into the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I was on assignment. See, because I had an insight, I was on assignment. And so the challenges, the obstacles, as mountainous as they may have looked, I knew that as long as I stayed on assignment, things would eventually begin to work out for my favor as long as I stayed on assignment. So the number one thing, even to this day, that I do in everything that I do, I look for the assignment. Am I on assignment? That's the number one thing that I do in my relationships, in my, in my career, in my job, in the opportunities that come towards me. I always want to make sure I am staying on assignment because if I stay on assignment, things are going to work out for my favor. See, when we started this church, we were not acting on dreams. We weren't acting on wishes. We weren't acting on plans. We were acting on assignment. And that's how I know we're going to plan 100 churches in 100 cities in the next 10 years that are each going to reach 1,000 people. I know that because it's not an option. It is not a wish. It is not a dream. It is not a desire. It is not even just a vision. Come on, church. It is an assignment. Somebody say amen right where you are. And as long as I stay on assignment, COVID can't hurt me. It can only help me. Why? I'm on assignment. As long as I stay on assignment, COVID can't slow down our church planting. It can only accelerate our church planting. Why? We are on assignment. Listen, COVID-19 can take my job, but it can't take my ability to work because I don't work for a job. I work for my assignment. Somebody say amen right where you are. Get on assignment. God is here. He's here to help you. I got to preach a lot faster and get through all this awesome stuff I want to share with you today. Now you might say, Pastor Ben, how can you talk like that? How can you talk with so much optimism? It ain't optimism. It ain't optimism. It is a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I see what God sees, and I understand what God is doing. And when you see what God sees, and you understand what God, what God is doing, it becomes very difficult to be a pessimist. When you see what God sees, and you understand what God is doing, it becomes very difficult not to have faith. Why? Because you're seeing it. And the more you see it, the more real it becomes. And so then, then that becomes more real than the news. That becomes more real than the facts. Come on. When you see what God sees and you understand what God is doing, that, that's what faith really is, is that you're seeing something that can only be seen by insight, and then that becomes more real than the challenge. That becomes more real than the trouble. And so you end up doing things differently because you see or seeing something that other people aren't seeing. Now, to them, it's crazy. To them, they don't understand how you could possibly do that. To them, they're thinking, oh, you shouldn't be so optimistic. You shouldn't be full of faith. You should be full of fear. You should be full of uncertainty because they're looking at something I'm not looking at and I can see something that they can't see. That's, what, that, that's, what, that's really what faith is. I got to keep going here. Okay. So you need a spirit of uh, wisdom and rev- revelation. You need spiritual insight why? to reveal your assignment. If you are in need of new streams of income, what you really need is spiritual insight to get on assignment. Why? Because when you are on assignment, you have access to your inheritance. Okay? When you are on assignment, you have access to your inheritance. Ephesians 1 verse 18 says this, so that you can know and understand. Paul says, I'm praying for you, that you would receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I'm praying for you. Why? So you can receive that so that you can know how rich is this glorious inheritance in the saints. Inheritance is attached to assignment. Inheritance is attached to assignment because your inheritance funds your assignment. Is that making sense? Heather, is that making sense? I'm going to just keep talking to Heather here and Cam over here and Dawson. Does that make sense? Okay. Inheritance is attached to your assignment. Why? Because your inheritance is given to you to fund your assignment. Here is what. Okay, so we, you know, we talk about tithing in church. Let's talk about tithing for a minute. Many of us, we tithe, and we tithe consistently. 
and we treat tithing like it's a, a lever, 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 one of those words <laughs> that you pull, and then money comes down, right? Tithe goes up, blessings come down. It doesn't quite work that way. Now, if you're a tither and a consistent tither and you're tithing by faith, God will rebuke the devourer for your sake. That means that things that could go wrong won't go wrong. That when the devil comes to take stuff out of your, uh, out of your life, out of your hands, that God will stop that. But that does not necessarily mean that you're going to prosper in any great way, even though you're a tither. Because prosperity and blessing and having an increase and an abundance, that, that, is, not just, that, that is not just strictly tithe to tithing. I can't tithe and do whatever I want and expect God to bless me. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't tithe and then do whatever I want and expect God to bless me. I, I, I can't tithe over here on Sunday morning and then be disobedient here on Monday and expect God to bless me. doesn't work that way. In fact, the tithe is really about a covenant. See, when I'm tithing, I have a covenant. I'm not tithing because I'm, I'm pulling some levers so blessings can come down. I'm tithing because I have a covenant with God. And my covenant with God goes way beyond my 10% that I give. My covenant with God goes to my entire life. Listen, tithing is really just an expression of my whole heart given over to God. Tithing is me saying I have a covenant with God. Tithing is just a physical manifestation of a heart change that's happened for me, of me giving myself totally over to God. So Tithing without obedience, that's a person who's giving money but doesn't have a covenant. But when I have a covenant, I am tithing, I'm giving, and guess what else? Now I'm also walking in obedience in every area of my life. What am I doing? I'm walking on assignment in every area of my life. Now, if I'm walking on assignment, then I can expect my inheritance because my inheritance comes to fund my assignment. Did I, say, did I make sense? I hope it made sense. Somebody say amen wherever you are. Prosperity and success is the inheritance of all God's people as long as as they are on assignment. It is inheritance of all God's people as long as they are on assignment. And this is why Paul was so urgent with this prayer. This is why Paul was so urgent with this prayer, because yeah, his, his church, the people of Ephesus, they were in a position where they, were, they had faith and they had love, but they didn't know how to pray to actually experience their inheritance. Because Without the spirit of insight, you can't get into, into your assignment. And without getting into your assignment, you can't experience your inheritance. Now, when I say inheritance, you know, and I was just talking about money right now. So when I say inheritance, most people think money. When I say inheritance, uh, most people think about physical things, physical possessions. But here's what I want to make clear. Money is not your inheritance. Money is not your inheritance. Physical wealth is the byproduct of the inheritance, not the inheritance itself. Let me say that to you one more time. Physical wealth. Physical success, physical possessions, uh, uh, things that you can see and touch, manifestations. That's not the inheritance. That's the, that is the byproduct of the inheritance. Look where Paul says the inheritance is, Ephesians 1.18, so that you can know and understand how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. Come on, look at that. Look, look at this thing right here. Look so that you can know how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. It's not in some place out there. It's not some in another country or a warehouse on earth. It is within you. Your inheritance is in you. See, if you could get a hold of the spiritual insight that shows you that your inheritance is in you simply as a gift of grace, then you would never talk like a poor man again. 
You will never speak with mediocrity again. You, you will never talk like you don't have money no matter what your bank account looks like. You will never talk like you're broke no matter what your, your investments look like. Because here's why. Because you know that your true inheritance that produced all that income, your true inheritance that produced all that blessing, come on, it's in you. I hope you can say amen to that this morning. See, in fact, the pursuit of physical and material possessions blinds you to the true riches. The pursuit of physical and material possessions blinds you to the true riches, the riches that are in you. See, the glorious inheritance isn't in heaven somewhere, it's in you. And Paul prayed this prayer in Ephesians 1 for the, for the saints at Ephesus, for the church, because they, do, they were doing what a lot of us do today, which is we, we, we lack something, and so we're praying, oh God, give me a job. I mean, expect the job to come out of somewhere over here. I need an opportunity. Oh, God, give me an opportunity. And we expect God to drop something from heaven down to me. That's what they were doing. And so Paul said, no, 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 these guys don't get it. They don't understand that the inheritance is in them. And so instead of praying, look at this prayer. Paul doesn't say, oh, God, send them jobs. Oh, God, send them money. Oh, God, no, no. God says, I'm praying. Paul says, I'm praying that they would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that they would know that there's something inside of them called called the inheritance. And if it can learn how to tap into that inheritance, that inheritance within, come on, will produce everything outside of them. I'll be saying amen this morning. And so I want to make it clear. Your inheritance is within you. And when I say that your inheritance is within you, I am not talking about self-esteem. When I say that everything that you need is within you, I'm not talking about being pumped up self-esteem or, or just making sure that you feel good about yourself. Self-esteem has some value. But I'm, what I'm talking about is the Spirit of God that was given to you when you became a believer. That's where your inheritance is. And when I learned this, it changed my entire ministry. Now, you have to remember, when I started a ministry, we didn't have a denomination backing us. We didn't, we didn't have hardly anything. Of anything. We actually didn't even know anything. We didn't, we didn't even know enough to know that we needed some stuff. But when we started going, we're like, oh, man, like, we actually need some stuff to do ministry. Uh, apparently, the days of standing on a, on a corner and preaching are long gone. They don't work anymore. Who would have thought that? Especially in minus 40-degree weather in February in Canada. It's not very comfortable. So you get into ministry, and you find out why, why you need some stuff. And we didn't have anything. So I didn't, that did not make me go around looking for rich people to give to my church. That did not make me go around trying to find other Christians from other churches so I could build my ministry on them. That did not make me go around begging for things from other people. I knew what to do. Here's what I knew what to do. I, needed that I, I knew that I needed to tap into the spirit of wisdom and revelation and allow the inheritance within me to produce everything I needed outside of me. I knew that I had to tap into the spirit of wisdom and revelation to get into my inheritance and allow the inheritance within me to produce everything else I needed outside of me. And that is why for my whole time in ministry, for the last 10 years, my number one priority has been prayer. But I don't pray to complain to God. I pray to tap into what is within me to produce everything that I needed outside of me. I hope you're understanding that this morning, church. This is so important. I pray to tap into the spirit of insight within me to know how to access my inheritance to overcome every obstacle that I face as I pursue my assignment. My, 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 my inheritance within me produces everything I need when I need it. 
My inheritance produces solutions when I face problems. My inheritance produces insight when I'm confused. My inheritance produces income. My inheritance produces opportunities. It produces connections and favor and relationships and cars and houses, physical things, mental things, relational things. My inheritance produces all of that because my inheritance is within me. So I don't need to go around begging, trying to get people to do stuff for me. If I can tap into what's already inside of me, it'll produce everything I need outside of me. But listen, you have an inheritance too. So you may not have a job, but you have an inheritance. You may have been laid off and you don't, have a, you don't have a job right now, but you do have, come on church, you do have an inheritance. And if you could just get on assignment, you could create a job with your inheritance. Come on church. So you may be retired and you're on a fixed income right now. And maybe some of your investments went down because of COVID-19. Listen, you may be on a fixed income, but you have an inheritance. And if you can get on assignment, you could generate new streams of income. Maybe you think you've lost everything. You can't lose everything. Your inheritance is within you, and can't nobody touch that no matter who they are or what they are. See, right now within you, there are million-dollar ideas in your inheritance. Right now within us as a church, there are million-soul ideas. Right now, God could give us innovations that we can start working on that could result in literally millions of people being saved. Where, Ben? How, how would you get that? It is within our inheritance. I want to encourage you with that. Spiritual insight gives you the advantage of inheritance. See, within you right now, there are insights that could reverse the divorce rate. Right now, inside, within you, there are concepts that could transform cities. Within you, there are designs that could deliver nations from poverty. Within you, there are theories that could revolutionize entire industries. Right now, within you, the next Amazon could be within you. The next Tesla could be within you. The next world-shaking church planting movement is within you right now. It's in the glorious inheritance you have in the saints. Listen, we're when you really need a solution, don't look outside. Look within you into the spirit, to the spirit of insight, into your inheritance. Now you're probably thinking, this sounds so good. How do I get that? You must pursue spiritual insight. You have to go after these things. All right, now I'm going to give you the third advantage of having spiritual insight. See, when you get on assignment and tap into inheritance, you begin to experience influence. And that is, that is the third Benefit. Spiritual insight reveals the advantage of influence. Spiritual insight reveals the advantage of influence. Ephesians 1 verse 19 says that you, that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us to believe. That word power, you probably read this verse before, but that word power, I want to show you what the definition of that word power means. It means possession of controlling influence. Come on, put up on the screen for me, guys. It says possession of controlling influence often understood as manifesting influence over reality in a supernatural manner. This word power means possession of controlling influence, often understood as manifesting influence over reality in a supernatural manner. See, this is what we see in the life of Jesus. We see the advantage of influence. Jesus had influence over reality in a supernatural manner. See, Jesus didn't wait for the storm to end. Jesus either shut down the storm or he walked on the storm. See, Jesus ruined both funerals that he attended in the Gospels by raising those people from the dead. Why? He had the advantage of influence. Jesus walked right through a crowd of people that were trying to throw him off a cliff. Why? He had the advantage of influence. Jesus spent time with sinners, but instead of becoming like the sinners, he, he brought them into his own righteousness. Why? He had the advantage of 
influence. Jesus was a preacher from an insignificant village in a conquered nation, yet that he stood up against dominant political parties and dominant religious institutions. Why? He had the advantage of influence. Jesus turned 12 fishermen into a movement that is still going on today, 2,000 years later. Whether or not you believe he is who he says he is, you got to be impressed by that. How did he do that? He had the advantage of influence, but he had influence because he knew his inheritance. i got to slow myself down. He had influence because he knew his inheritance. He said, I've come in my father's name and with his authority. And he had inheritance because he was on assignment because he said, I am only able to do what I see my father doing. And so he was a man of influence, he was a man of inheritance, and he was a man of assignment. And he got all of that because of the spirit of insight. That's why in Isaiah verse 11, chapter 11, verse 2, there is a prophecy of Jesus. And this is what it says about him. It says that Jesus will be like a branch that sprouts from a stump. Someone from David's family will someday be king, referring to Jesus. And this, this person, Jesus, says the spirit of the Lord will be with him. And he will give him understanding, wisdom, and insight. And he will be powerful, and he will know and honor the Lord. See, this was the secret to, Jesus's, to Jesus staying on assignment, to Jesus accessing his inheritance, and to Jesus having influence. The secret, come on church, was the spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight and understanding. Now the same spirit is available to you. Why? Because just as Jesus was sent on assignment by the Father, he has sent you and I on assignment, and he has sent us with that same spirit. The book of John, chapter 20, verses 21 and 22 says this. He says, and Jesus said to his disciples, he said, peace to you. Just as the Father has sent me forth, so I am sending you. And then he said, having said this, he said, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. See, I believe that in this time, God is taking advantage of this unique time to align his people with their assignment. I believe that God, that God is using this season, this COVID-19 season, this post-pandemic time to align you with his assignment. See, it's time for you to end the confusion. It's time for you to stop the hesitation. It's time for you to cease the uncertainty. It's time for you to start living every day with a clear view of why you are on this earth. I believe that God is answering the prayers of many people who believe in their inheritance but don't know how to access it. I believe that God is taking advantage of this season to align you for greater influence, to align us for the greatest time of winning people to Jesus and planting churches that our nation has ever seen. And it all begins when you take advantage of spiritual insight. And I believe that in this year of foundation, this is crucial for you to receive. You must know how to tap into spiritual insight and take a hold of your assignment, your inheritance, and your influence. And I want to be real clear about this. I'm, I, I'm closing my series today. And I want to be real clear about this. As important as spiritual insight is, it's not going to happen just because you want it to. As important as spiritual insight, it's not just going to come upon you. It takes you pursuing that. As important as spiritual insight is, listen, it's not going to happen just because we did a three-part series. For you to experience spiritual insight, it's going to take a consistent pursuit and consistent learning. And I believe that it is my job as your pastor to equip you with that. I believe that it's my job as your pastor to make sure 
that you know how to tap into the spirit of wisdom and a revelation. And I believe in this so much. And I believe that this is so important to you and so important for you to take advantage of and have in this year of foundation, in this year as we're coming out of, uh, as we're entering into a post-pandemic world. I believe, believe that this is so important for you that I am doing something I have never done before. Starting tomorrow, after the next two weeks, I am going to be leading a two-week online course called Praying with Insight. And on that course, I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know to establish a foundation of hearing from God. And so if you've been uh, enjoying what I've been saying and you want to experience what it's like to hear from God and to have a spirit of insight, I want you to go to cities.church slash pray. You can go there right now, cities.church slash pray. And I want you to sign up for my, my two-week online course teaching you how to hear from God. If you have ever struggled with praying consistently, if you've ever struggled with knowing how to hear God's voice, if you've ever wondered why do some prayers get answered and some other prayers don't get answered, if you've ever, if right now you're struggling with vision, with knowing if what you're doing is in line with what God wants you to do, I want to take the next two weeks to take you through the principles that I have learned that taught me how to stay in line with God's vision for my life, that have taught me how to tap into my inheritance, that have taught me how to become a person of influence simply through Jesus leading me. And I'm calling this course Praying with Insight. And so if you've been listening the last, if you've been listening the last three weeks and you want to figure out how to take advantage of this season, if you want to figure out how to turn adversity into opportunity, I'm taking two weeks to teach you everything that I know about how to, be, how to lay that foundation and to begin to do that with your own personal life. Now listen, this is not a 30-minute Bible study because I want to be really clear that you really can't understand and build a foundation for tapping into the spirit of wisdom and revelation just by a few minutes. You need to be coached and taught through it and you need to be equipped. So over the next two weeks, if you're interested in any of this, go to cities.church slash pray so I can take two weeks to teach you how to do that. This is a spiritual boot camp to make sure that you are ready for the second half of 2020. Now, the first half didn't go the way that you planned, and the first half threw you a bunch of curveballs. And I think that one of the most unwise decisions that you can make for the second half of 2020 is to simply go with the flow. It's to simply try to do things the way that you were doing them before. Now, what you need is a spirit of wisdom and revelation. What you need is spiritual insight to know how to change things, and how to adjust, and how to follow God's plan for you so you can take advantage of your opportunities in the second half of 2020. So I want to really encourage you right now, join me, cities.church slash pray. Go there, register for the course. I want to spend the next two weeks with you teaching you how to hear from God and how to walk in influence. Now, personally, I have challenges just like anybody else, but there's a couple of things I don't struggle with. I don't struggle with hearing from God. I don't struggle with that. The second thing I don't struggle with is I don't struggle with knowing that I'm walking out the plan that God has for me. And I don't struggle with having confidence that I have everything within me to produce what God's called me to do. And the reason why is because I've learned certain principles and I've put them into practice over many years that have, that have allowed me to keep moving forward in every season of my life. And it is my desire to help you with that. So make sure, go to cities.church slash pray and let me teach you how to walk in a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. Now, I want, to, I, want, I want to be clear. This course starts tomorrow morning. And so today is the last day you can sign up. And uh, last time I checked, we had over 33 people uh, sign up for this course. And so join us. It's going to be amazing. Amen, amen, amen.
If you've been watching this right now, and, and I want to thank you for, for being part of worship experience today, and if you're watching this and you're not a believer in Jesus, or maybe you kind of believe in God, but you wouldn't say that you have a relationship with him, and you believe that there's a higher power out there, perhaps, and everything that, that I'm saying about God and about Jesus, it, it kind of makes sense to you, but it's not really a part of your life. I don't want to end this message without giving you an opportunity to begin a relationship with Jesus. Now, just to, just to give you the synopsis of why Jesus came, Jesus is the Son of God. And he came, if I could tell you one reason why Jesus came, it is simply this. He came for three letters. He came for Y-O-U. He came for you. He came because he saw you living under the weight of sin and guilt and condemnation. See, God is not some faraway, distant deity. God understands who you are. God created you. God loves you. And God sees the things that you're struggling with. See, as you, as you struggle with the challenges of, of 2020, God is not distant. God is right there with you. And he wants nothing more than to come into your life and to help you. But for that to happen, you need to begin a relationship with Jesus. And it's so simple. You don't have to, you don't have to read the Bible you know, a bunch of times. You don't have to come to church you know, for a few more weeks before you can do that. Beginning a relationship with Jesus is just simple. It's two things. It's one, acknowledging that you need Jesus. It begins by you saying, hey, you know what? I can admit that I'm a sinner. I can admit that I've hurt people. I've made mistakes. I'm not perfect. I don't deserve God's love, but I do need it. That's the first thing. The second thing is by being willing to trust Jesus and welcome him into your life. If you are willing to do that right now, then you can begin a relationship with Jesus right now, and I want to help you with that. Now, you might be saying, I, don't, I have so many unanswered questions. Listen, <laughs> that's going to last forever because God is too big to understand. So, don't wait till you understand everything. Don't wait till your questions are answered. But if you, have the, if you have that sense in your heart right now, that even as I've been speaking, some of this stuff doesn't quite make sense to you, but something in your heart is saying, I kind of want that. Something in your heart is drawn to that, and that's God talking to you right now saying, come close to me. Let me heal you. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Let, let, let me bless you. Let me welcome you into my family. And so if you're sensing that right now, I want to lead you in a short, simple, yet extremely powerful prayer. That if you pray this prayer, Jesus is going to come into your life and you're going to begin a relationship with God. If you pray this prayer right now, at the same time, all the sins that you've committed, all the things that you're guilty of, all the people that you've hurt, all that guilt and condemnation that you carry with you because of mistakes you've made in the past is going to lift off of you. It's a supernatural thing. You're going to feel it as soon as you pray this prayer. It's going to lift off of you. And the other thing that's going to happen is God is going to send his spirit to live inside of you. See, God loves you so much. He's not content with sending like an angel to be with you or whatever or, or putting you in a church institution. God wants to live with you and be with you forever. And when you pray this prayer to begin a relationship with him, he sends his spirit right into your heart, never to leave you. And if you want to pray that prayer with me today to invite Jesus into your life and to begin a relationship with God, I would love to help you do that right now. And so wherever you are, if you want to pray this prayer with me, either for the first time to invite Jesus into your life, or maybe you've prayed a prayer like this before, but you've walked away from God, or maybe you've just gotten busy and you don't have that relationship anymore, and you want to, you want to restart, I would love to pray that prayer with you. If that describes you right where you are, just repeat the simple prayer after me. Say, Jesus, thank you for coming to earth, for dying on a cross, for my sin. I acknowledge that I need you. 
I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I acknowledge that I've made mistakes. I've hurt people. I've done things that I'm ashamed of. But today, I make the decision to put my trust in you. And I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me. Heal me. Restore me. And guide me. From now on, I believe in you. Amen. Thanks for listening today. If you like this message and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or visit cities.church slash podcast. Don't forget, you can join us live for a Sunday morning church experience at cities.church slash live.